1: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why Tyre Power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.
0: A 91. in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel
2: drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. I'm the Welcome back to The Run Home,
3: Kimbo and The Roach. Miles Fitzner filling in as we've just gone 4.30, Roach. And, well, we spoke about this when I filled in uh, the other week in talking about Adelaide United, Roach, and who better to get on than the safest hands in the business. This man, well, he is the keeper of the realm, as we like to say. His name is Joe Couchy, and he joins us on the line. Hello, Joe. How are you, mate? You well? I am. I am. Joe, a bit of a trip. Um, maybe not the result you were looking for, but just tell us about the trip. First up in general, I know you were mentioning just before um, you've jumped on that had a bit of a stopover on the way.
4: Yeah, yeah, we're going to going to Wellington from Adelaide. We can't get the direct flight, so in, in via Sydney and, and, and then across the, the ditch into Wellington, so it's a bit of a long one and, and the time difference, you know, we go we go two days before the game to, to get adjusted and uh, get some well-needed rest. I think we got in about 1am on, on Friday night, um, so yeah, lots of travel. Makes it a, a tough trip, but um, no, it's enjoyable. Good to be with the boys on those, those trips. So when you, you build, you know, the camaraderie amongst the group.
5: Joe, you put one point in the bag for your trip home. You did have to really scramble again. Adelaide United doing it at the very death knock to win or to put a point on the score sheet. Anyway, but did you leave two behind in New Zealand?
4: Um, yeah, I think I think we can say we left two behind um, against ten men for. I guess the large majority of the game, we, we would like to be putting teams away. Um, but in saying that, it is it is a tough trip. Um, and I think to show the, the spirit like we did, you know, in large parts last year and to do it again in the first game to, to keep fighting right until, I guess, the final whistle um, and take a point, we, we can take it and we can look at the positives from the game as well um, and hopefully build on that this weekend against MacArthur.
5: Joe, what is it about teams in the world game that when they get reduced to one by a red card, go to 10, they seem to find an extra edge? The, the fact that Wellington scores and also defends so well when you have 20 shots is, is just an extraordinary result on their part as well.
4: Yeah, I guess, you, you know, you, you go down to 10 men, you, you're up against, you know, your backs against the wall and you've really got nothing to lose at that stage. Um, and I guess in, in that sense, you can, you know, you're not really throwing too many numbers forward, but, you know, when you go go forward, you're really attacking hard because you might only get one opportunity. Yeah. And I think we really only gave them one opportunity and they capitalized on it. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like I said, you, you've got nothing to lose against 10 men. You can really group together and fight hard as a team. Um, and those results, I, I mean, for them, I think you know, they'd be really happy with that result. Um, but, I mean, for us, we, like I said, we would have liked to, to really punish them.
3: Joe, you get a look at the side all playing together. Obviously, how did uh, how did you see the team overall um, in regards to, to to finally getting a bit of a run? Uh, you can sort of get a guide as to how well are you travelling. Do you think you guys are on the on the right path, or was it probably one of those ones that you sort of went? There's still a little bit of work to do.
4: Um, no, I think we're on the right path. Um, I think you can look at the development of the the way we've been playing through you know the cup uh, competition, through the Australia Cup games. Um, and then into to this game, although in the final third, I think we would have liked to have been uh, a bit more precise with our passes and and really probably had you know made Oli work a bit harder. Um, I think you can see the improvements from from those games in terms of the connections with our, our creative players at the, at the top of the fit the top of the pitch. So yeah, and we've we've got you know Craig who's, who's still getting match fit as well and will come in um, in that you know that wide left area. So adding his you know, his quality, um, into the side, you know, we had that something that we, we haven't had to been able to practice with through, through preseason, um, as he, as he's had a bit of an injury. So yeah, over the the first couple of weeks, getting him some, some match minutes and getting him into the side, um, you know, then we can drop kiddo kiddo into that, that deeper role, um, that he, you know, thrives in and their connection on that left-hand side is, is so important. So yeah, I think we're, we're really, we've improved from the, from the preseason games, um, but still, probably further improvement to go going into these next couple of rounds.
3: Joe, last season you seemed to look like that the team scored late. Is it still looking the same? You've had twenty shots, six on target to Wellington's six shots and three on target. Is that sort of a, a part of the game? I think that that Adelaide players in that that they can sort of pepper and pepper late. Um,
4: no, I mean we, we can we can score goals goals late. We've showed that um, you know through last season and then again again on the weekend, but. You know, we, we really want to be a side that, that you know, puts teams away early. Um, we want to start hot and start fast um, and really put them on the back foot. I think you look at the first 20 minutes from the game on the weekend before the red card when the game was quite open. Um, we had some great chances. Um, you know, um, Luis de made had a shot and Oli Sale made a, mm-hmm. a great save to, you know, keep it out of the bottom corner. So I think we, we, we showed on the weekend that we start hot and we're putting teams under pressure, um, I guess, the red card, in a sense, closed the game up. Um, and then, you know, with their numbers behind the ball, it, it makes it a bit difficult for us to, to break them down. So, yeah, I think, you know, we, we know we can score late. And I guess that is a positive that if we do go behind, we know that we're going to keep pushing right until the final whistle. Um, but I think also that we showed that, you know, we, we're going to come out fast and we're going to put teams on the back foot. Um, and that's something that we, you know, probably want to be known for more than a team that, that's uh, winning games at the death.
5: Joe, they're still putting the finishing touches on the, uh, well, what do we call it, the cover of the Eastern Grandstand at Cooper Stadium at Marsh. So you're away again, Macarthur that Sunday afternoon in Sydney. Not quite the trip that you've had over the weekend. The uh, the constant away trips, how, how do you look forward to those at the moment?
4: Um, no, well, personally, I, I don't mind it. You know, there's nothing better than playing at Cooper's and playing in front of the home fans. Mm. Um but no, like I said earlier, the, those trips away is when you, you know, really get to know your teammates. You get to, you know, room with someone and get to know different people every week, and and maybe speak to boys that you you don't speak to so much on a day to day basis. You get to build that real camaraderie among, amongst the group. Um, you know, you got younger lads singing their in, initiation songs and really feeling as no, they're they're part of the first team uh, group. So personally, I, I don't I don't mind those trips. They are you know having three on the bounce to start is. Is always a little bit difficult but you take the positives from that you come back come the back end of the season you know we're going to have more home games um and more yeah. games in front of our home fans at the, at the new you know the redeveloped coopers mm. so it, it is tough to start but if we are you know if we can come away with some some great results before this i suppose world cup break um we know that coming into the back end of the season if we're in a good position we're going to be in front of the home fans and, you know, they gave it, give us a real uh, a real
5: boost. Speaking of the world, world Cup, Joe, Qatar in late November, December, it's always a wonderful tournament for when it develops an image of a goalkeeper. You'll be, I imagine, watching the best in the world. Who, who do you look at these days on the world stage and say, now that is a goalkeeper who's got talents that I would love to have in my game?
4: Um, I, I mean, any of them at that level, they're all uh, world-class goalkeepers. Um but you know, I can I can really look at, um, I guess Italy aren't there. But Donnarumma is, is a great one that um, you know he's, he's similar age to me, mm. um, and, and a similar build as well. And um, you know, I think we've got similar, uh, you know, so like I said, similar build and, and aspects of our game that that maybe I could compare. But at that level, you're, you're, I'm looking at any of them and and trying to take little bits and pieces from from the more the goalkeeping position is something that is is so unique and everyone does it a little bit differently so if you can pick little things up from uh from different individuals and, and add it to your game um, it can only be an advantage
5: what's the mind games like when you're the man standing there all alone and there's the penalties kick with one man ahead of you who's trying to beat you what what are the mind games like through that moment um
4: I guess for a goalkeeper, there's no real pressure on you, is there? Um, I guess the penalty test is it kind of expected to score, and um, you know, as a as a goalkeeper, I I really enjoy it. Um, like I said, the, there's no pressure on you, and you know, you get an opportunity to be a hero. Um, the goalkeeper position is you know you don't you don't often you're not scoring the goals, and, and you don't mm-hmm. get the you know the limelight. I suppose that that the attackers may get. Um, but I guess we've seen in recent times, you know, Andrew Redman getting us to the World Cup. Um, I think it's just fantastic that, you know, he's able to pull off the heroics and a goalkeeper can get the spotlight for once. I, I really enjoyed that. But, yeah, there's there's no pressure in the in those penalty shootouts. We're not expected to to save them, really. You know, they're, they're expected to put them away. So to have that sort of pressure off your shoulders and, and kind of just personally, it relaxes me and, you know, you can just focus on the moment.
3: Uh, Joe, you play Macarthur um, coming up, and, and they're looking for their first win after drawing with the Brisbane Raw. But more importantly, you come up against uh, a former teammate in Al Hassan Toure. Have you swapped any messages with him, uh, with Al Hassan, or, or has his younger brother Musa reached out?
4: <laughs> no, 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 we haven't. Um, yeah, like you said, we have got the younger brother Musa, but he hasn't been given away in, 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 uh, any any secrets. So yeah, no, it'd be good to you know, it's always good to play against. Against former teammates and, and and you know, good friends as well. So yeah, it's a, you know, I'm sure for him he's been be looking to, to put one away and I'll be for sure trying to stop him. So <laughs> you know it's it'll be good.
5: Well Joe, let's hope you find a good deck in Sydney where the rain has done some incredible damage to them sporting events in recent times and let's hope you also come home with a full bag of points as well.
4: Yeah, let's hope so. Uh
3: Joe, appreciate your time, mate. We'll chat again soon.
4: Really, thank you,
3: guys. Take care, well, out good- Diachi. There, the Adelaide. Sorry, Roach, the uh, Adelaide United keeper. Do you reckon that? Are they in the hunt this year, Roach? The oh, United? they should.
5: They should be. I mean, after the work last year, and they, as we learned last week, they they're certainly motivated. No doubt about that. It's just that was a slip up against Wellington to to have a game very much working their way, but only then finish up scrambling for a one-one draw. Is probably not. The, well, it's clearly not the result they wanted. So. It's- Funny how it
3: works, isn't it, that yeah, you get can, one less man and the game gets shut down.
5: Yeah, if they can grab a win while they're on this block away, it just just keeps them in a point where, I mean, they're top four at the moment, but it's a ladder that doesn't mean anything after you've only had one game. So, yeah, Joe's made a good point. They've got a lot of games at home at the end of the season when they can make those count, but they need to make sure they've got a good foundation at the start of the season as well.
3: Yep, spot on. Uh, Rooch, we're going to jump to a break. On the other side of this, we're going to catch up with Billy Dowling. He was the uh, Sandful under-18 MVP. He's just been at the uh, draft camp. We've followed him right through, Rooch. He's been SEN's boy, Billy the Kid. We're going to chat to him on the other side. We're live from SENSA's Studio Lumo, right here on King William Street, Miles Fitzner, Michelangelo Rooch. This is The Run Home with Kimbo on the Rooch back in a moment.
0: A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other Balfour's are for the game Tomorrow's car is in stock today Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo diesel all wheel drive
2: You're listening to The Run Home With Kimbo and The Roots Welcome back To The Run Home Kimbo
3: and The Roots, Miles Fitzner filling in Michelangelo here live from SNSA Studio Lumo and thanks to Balfour's No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game Of course Rooch, bit of change of tact. We've been yes. tracking, we've been tracking this young fella um, for probably the second half or the latter half of the year. Well, oh, the moment's R- arriving. It, it is arriving, and we we became our boy Billy the Kid. He became SNSA's boy. He's recently taken out the Torrens University Cup MVP, and he's just recently returned from the AFL Draft Combine. His name is Billy, aka Billy the Kid Dowling. He joins us. Hello, Bill.
2: Go, Mark. Go, Rich. How are you?
5: Oh, well, Billy. And you're, you're at that prime point. It's where the dreams are made. The AFL draft is well, a little more than a month away. What's it like at the moment?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we sort of finished um, last few days with the combine, yep. came back, you know, Sunday night. And since then, it's just sort of been a bit more focused in the school studies and stuff like that because that sort of marked the end of, you know, all the physical testing and games for the year. So now it's just, you know, sit back and nervously waiting, I guess. Let's talk about the
3: combine because a lot of people don't know how it works, Bill. But you've got to go through a series of, of of tests. You go through your two Ks and your vertical jumps. And were there some in particular that you that you took a liking to, and others that you thought, Jeez, it's a bit hard" in front of a big group of
2: people? Yeah. So the way it sort of worked um, down at Margaret Court Arena in Melbourne, they sort of set up you know a basketball floor around the tennis court, and then. You know, the clubs would sit around and, you know, on the main court, it's us sort of doing our sprinting and jumping and stuff like that. But, um, you know, after we finished that, we went to the Holden Centre and did the 2K, which was awesome. But, um, yeah, that sprinting stuff was particularly nervous at the time because, you know, you're surrounded by all the clubs sitting in the stands. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I probably enjoyed the the 2K more, um, you know, just after all the testing.
5: Billy, where did we land on the pinch test and all the debate as to whether they were going to take measurements on prospective draftees. Is that happening or not happening?
2: Nah, so I didn't do any, um, you know, testing and stuff like that for the pinch test, which, um, yeah, I think I finished a few years ago, so we didn't have to do any of that. It's mainly just that, you know, measuring how big your hands are and your your, your size and your weight and stuff like that. But, yeah, none of those pinch testings anymore.
3: Did you see any results, before we get into your results, did you see any results that really stood out to you? Did you sort of go, geez, he's quick or far out, he can jump?
2: Yeah, um, one of the WA boys won the um, agility, you know, record. It broke it by, you know, a fair margin. I remember watching that just going, oh, that is crazy. I think it was a 15-year-old record. So, um, yeah, that was a fair effort. That was probably the one that took my eye for sure.
3: What about your results? Did, did I'm hearing that your 2K result might have been right up there.
2: Um. Oh, yeah, I guess it was pretty solid. Um. You know, it was obviously good to see because, you know, when you're sort of running... In an environment like that, you don't want to leave anything in the tank or, you know, finish the race with any regrets. So, um, yeah, I was absolutely knackered at the end of it, but I was happy with the result. It was pretty solid, which I'll take.
5: Well, that's a good point you made. It's always interesting, the timing of the draft, and it's always been pushed out later and later to give teenagers the chance to finish their schooling and their exams. Where are you at with that?
2: Yeah, so, you know, like I alluded to earlier, it's all basically studies now I have you know, three exams next month and then we'll finish up. So, um, you know, it's sort of one thing onto the next now that footy's done, it's back, you know, focus turned to um, school. So, fair bit of that to do now, but it's obviously a lot more, you know, probably not nowhere near as nerve-wracking. So, it's actually pretty relaxing just sitting back and doing a few, you know, mm-hmm. practice tests and stuff like that and doing exams opposed to, you know, the big nerve-wracking stuff, which is nice.
5: And when, Bill, when it... do the other exams begin With the club's giving you the curly questions?
2: Oh, well... They're actually pretty good um, at the combine. I think I have... You know, the trade period was in full swing at the time, so they actually weren't too too bad, and I think that's what I understand. You know, you're just adding your old kid, you know, enjoying your time. So I like having a bit of a laugh here and there with a few of the questions. But, um, no, they're generally, you know, great blokes and, you know, try to get to know you as a person. There's a few curly ones, but, um, you know, they're pretty relaxed.
3: With with that, does it then go to, like, a follow-up stage is where, you know... um your managers or, or you guys have, have sort of get an interview from others? Is it sort of a wait and sit and see? Is that the nerve-wracking bit? Or do you sort of just kick back and hope that, that someone sort of comes for you or calls your name out?
2: Yeah, well, well that's the thing. I'm actually not too sure because sort of all clubs do it differently, but um, I'd imagine a few clubs, if they're, you know, pretty, pretty keen to snatch you up, they'd come and um, you know, do a, you know, at-home interview or something like that, you know, a couple of weeks before the draft to give you a real indication, but Some might, you know, not speak to you for six or seven weeks leading to the draft and still pick you on the night. So, um, yeah, all cops do it differently, but I guess that, you know, plays into the part of, you know, sitting there and just enjoying it and whatever happens, happens, I guess.
5: Billy, in terms of what we've seen just recently, and we've heard Greater Western Sydney this week with Jason McCartney, their list manager, pointing out about go-home factors. We've seen Jason Horn francis Are there more, not that you can compare one lead into a draft to another, but do you sense the clubs are more searching now of about how you feel if you had to leave Adelaide?
2: Yeah, well, I think um, it's always been a bit of a focus that, you know, loyalty side of it and yeah. how you would feel not being, you know, with your family every night and stuff like that. But, um, you know, like like you said, I think all kids are different. Like some people thrive by moving to state and enjoying something new and other people, you know, each their own, won't as much enjoy being apart from their family. So it's sort of... Um, yeah, you know, every kettle of fish is different, which is really interesting. But, yeah, there's definitely more of a focus onto, you know, the people that want to go home and you know, how loyal you would be if you were to go to an interstate club. So,
5: so how do you answer the question?
2: Um, oh, well, I think I'd be pretty grateful just to get to anywhere. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your dream. So, you know, going to the state would be an awesome experience, especially if you're going over the play footy side Definitely wouldn't be, you know, too worried at all. And I'd actually probably, you know, be one of the ones that thrive off it, I think. It'd be... Yeah, you know, a great experience for sure. Do you think that your upbringing's
3: got a bit to do with that? We've just heard Matt Rendell talk before, Billy, saying about how kids that have got sort of a country influence or are from the country are probably more likely to, to not want to go, not want like are, are okay with yeah. leaving and
2: not stay home? Yeah, well, I guess, um, you know, the people that are probably used to leaving home earlier for boarding and stuff like that, especially being, um, you know, people from the country, it, it makes it a lot easier, like, that's probably a big, you know, perk for clubs. If boys are from the country and they've had to move away from home earlier, they'll probably be used to, you know, going into the state, not having any worries, not being around their family and stuff like that. But um yeah, like it's obviously a big part of it, um, I think. So yeah, it's obviously you know, a reason that you'll see probably, you know, predominantly more you know, agricultural boys that head into state I'd imagine.
5: So Billy, you told us how your footy season's come to an end. Give us your highlight moment.
2: Oh, highlight moment from the year was um, probably playing Adelaide Oval for the Under-18s Grand Final. That was awesome. It was such a good deck. It was so nice. Yeah,
3: and well, you took out the MVP. It, did you find it, you're not one of those players we, we spoke to you last time. You balanced between, um, Sample footy and school footy and still managed to take out the MVP. How many games did you actually miss
2: for North Adelaide in the end? Um, oh, I think I ended up playing 10, um, for the in-season, like minor rounds and then two finals. But, um, Yeah, I don't really know. It's sort of weird how it all worked out this year with school and North, but they were pretty good with balancing out a lot more evenly. So it was probably more 50-50 this year, which was awesome. So, um, you know, I get to spend a lot of time at both clubs, which is always nice.
3: Well, mate, superb effort because you've managed to get the MVP and and play a fair bit of school footy as well. One more thing. Um, Unfortunately, your dad's is a long-suffering Collingwood supporter, isn't he? He's one of those ones um, that likes surprises. He's given you a bit of a push to say he'd love to see you in the – in the traditional, I can't say prison bars, can I, Rich? In the oh, black yeah. and
2: white? <laughs> oh, he would. that would be a dream come true for him. And it would be a dream come true for me as well. Like, I'm, I'm not fussed going anywhere, but he's big time keen on me, hopefully trying to get to um, the Pies. But, you know, whatever club, you know, I'd be you know, more than grateful to get to. And even just being part of the AFL system would be awesome. So um, I'm not too fussed, but, yeah, that would make his... Life, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no pressure. No pressure. Hey, uh, yeah.
3: Bill, we've loved following you through this. We're, like we said, we're claiming we're claiming you as our boy. So look, best of luck in the lead up um, to the draft. Best of luck in the draft and and uh and when you make to a list uh, make it to a list, which I'm sure you will, uh, we want access to your buddy, so that we can uh, we can hear what's going on. So we appreciate everything and and coming on, but best yeah, of pleasure. luck with it, eh?
2: Perfect. Thanks Miles. Cheers Rich. really appreciate it. Thank you.
5: For and and with the exams as well.
2: Thank you, appreciate. it. Should be good. Looking forward to it. Billy Dowling,
3: there, uh, Ruch moment that's, of your life. We, isn't we it? picked off. Well, it? well, it's it's you only get drafted once, as I say. Well, um, yes, but, yes. Well, most only get as yeah. in your, your national draft once. Yep. But um, that, that's we, we've got on the right kid, though. I mean, he played ten games and won the under eighteen MVP.
5: I, like a, he's a he's a he's a starter kid. I'm he's looking, a star. I'm looking forward to when all the you know, draft projections are put forward, as to see where he's rated among all the national well, talent. Is his average forty are, odd. Yep.
3: He finished eight in the 2K, eighth in the two k eighth in the two k time trials, so he's right up the top echelon. A and lot just, of people have still got three or four South Australians in front of him. Just, he's
5: he's my pick. And just a reminder, Adelaide doesn't pick for the first time until twenty three. Boughton he away. won't make it's it to 23, surely. That. But there's, that's why it's a national draft, Miles. Anyway,
3: it's, um, Billy well, we'll see. He's, he he he's our boy, Billy the Kid. Um, make sure you follow him when he makes it to the AFL. We're going to jump to the... 16. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be... Gee whiz, you imagine. <laughs> his old man, would be? he'd flip his lid. Good luck to you. Now, on the other side of this, we're going to have a chat to uh, Brisbane AFL W coach Craig Starcevich. Uh, plenty more to come. Let's go to the newsroom. The run home with Kimbo and the Roots. Miles Fitzner filling in for Kim Dillon. And tomorrow's car is in stock today. Roots tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive today. As we are live from SNSA Studio Lumo, Roots tomorrow, eight o'clock Adelaide time at Metricon Stadium. We see the top of the table clash in the AFLW between two teams that have, well, had some brilliant battles over the years, and we now chat to uh, the not, coach.
5: And not just that, Miles. These are two teams that have proven that in expansion their culture. Their programs are so good that they retain players. And I'm sure that Craig Starcevich, coach of the Brisbane Lions, is absolutely delighted that for all the wrecking ball actions that were going to happen with four new teams added to the AFLW this year, that his Lions stayed very much intact. Craig, I know you were nervous when expansion happened, but you've held together a very good squad.
0: Uh, g'day, guys. Yeah, we have. Um, but we've been through it once before with a team in our market bought yeah. three years ago. So it, um, um, the two Adelaide teams have only been together for this, this season. So we, we had to wear it a couple of times and, and um, the Crows only once. But, yeah, glad that we've both got to where we are now. It's
5: an epic clash, Brisbane v Adelaide. One thing that clearly has set Brisbane apart from many others, you're such a high-scoring team, Craig. Your game plan or is it just the enthusiasm of the girls who want to score?
0: Um, I don't know. Actually, it's <laughs> a good question. We're, we've <laughs> we, we've always we've always wanted to play attractive footy. So yeah. I think I think from I think Doc's on the same page as well. Like yeah. you, you want people you want people to watch AFLW. So right from the get go, we've spent very little time on defensive strategy and more about how we want to move the footy. Yeah. So and that's that's been six or seven seasons in in the works, and and we don't get it right every time and. It's still a work in progress, so we we want to play an attractive style. We want to move it quick, and if that sort of lends itself to to scoring, then then that's all well and good. Although having said that, we only had 23 inside fifties against North last week, it which is our lowest. Unit, for, yeah. yeah, which is our lowest for a long, long time. So. Yeah, like everything's a work in progress with us at the moment, but the number one priority is to play something that people will want to watch.
5: I'm glad you say that, Craig, because now we can bring the elephant out from the corner. When Steve Price a week ago tailed up the AFLW and made his remarks about how much he doesn't enjoy it, did he do a disservice to what's been going on in the past five years to give young women the chance to play their dream at the top level?
0: Uh, A little bit, but it's contrived TV too. You know, it's... What's how can how can I be the contrary person this week? I'll come up with something that bags AFLW. It's a pretty, it's now become a pretty stale topic. So yeah. you know, it's 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 a it's a cheapy really. But um, and given the fact that we've got four brand new teams in the comp as well, so um, yeah, it's it's disappointing um, because I know how much time and energy our players put into things, and Doc would be the same. Um, the girls give up an enormous amount of time to do what they're doing. They're doing it. Mostly on a semi-pro basis, even though the salaries have gone up nicely in the last little bit. But at the end of the day, we're, we're not the full-timers, But and we're, what, seven seasons in. But that's only eight clubs who are seven seasons in. So um, we've, we've we've come a fair way, but we've got a, a fair way to go. And I still think if you watch, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping people will tune in and watch this game tomorrow night because you have got two teams, two exactly. good teams, established teams going going at it.
3: You're expecting a shootout, but you're going to be without LiveWise, Jimmy Farquharson. um Craig, and she's got a broken finger that requires surgery. How long are you expecting her to be out?
0: Um, hopefully, only a week, but um, it, it might it might be two. But it's you know it's a it's a repaired finger which uh, male and female players have from time to time, and it only costs you a little a little bit. So hopefully, we can get her back because she's so unique. She's she can um, she can take a catch. She's lightning fast, and she's good at ground level. So. Um, she's quite a hard one to replace even though she's sort of less than 20 games into her career. One
3: for the Crows that you might need to put some attention into is Caitlin Gould. Um, she had 24 hit-outs, two goals, one behind and 10 disposals, three tackles. Uh, are you going to put some work into, into your ruck battle?
0: Yeah, Gould and McKinnon have been good for him, So um, that's, uh, that's something that we'll definitely keep an eye on. But... But our rucks have also been strong. Talia Hickey's, you know, she's she's right up there as well as one of the best rucks in the comp as well. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're confident we'll, you know, that, that'll that be a great battle. and It'll have some uh, impact on the result, no doubt. But um, got two, it's an, another reason to tune in. You've got two great young ruckmen going at it. Is
3: it much in the way of we see the dominance of some top-end players in the AFLW and i us talk of a player like Ed Marinoff. Do you find that a tag can have greater effect um, in some games, especially in the way the game is at the moment with the top-end talent being being really dominant?
0: Um, well, I think they're like us in a lot of ways. Like, it's a, it's not just Marinoff will get the numbers but Hatchard will pop up in other weeks and, and Chelsea's been in there a bit too. So, um, you know, and and they've got depth right through their squad. So, um, tag yeah, one, I mean, sometimes,
2: another.
0: yeah, correct. And and sometimes it doesn't really matter. You know, Marinoff's the type of player who wins a lot of contested hard balls. So they're they're the hardest ones to tag anyway. So um, yeah, it's 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 uh, they're a bit like us. We we spread the load across our group, and so do they.
5: Craig, this could be billed as a, a grand final preview, as it should be. Top two teams, the ones a are defending champ, one is the outstanding challenger of season seven. It's at Metricon Stadium, which is the only venue at the moment, other than Marvel in Melbourne, that would be available when the cricket season gets into full swing with the AFLW grand final. Have you, have you got any clarity yet on where the grand final is going to be played?
0: Uh, no, we haven't, because that's a nice problem to have if you get to that point. So um it's you know a month and a half down the track so um but that that's one thing about moving the season to spring which is uh, it's a fantastic time to play i might add right now compared to the, the, the the brutal heat of summer but the downside is accessibility to you know the big stadiums that have got cricket commitments so that's that's one downside but you know we're fortunate that the league owned marvel so you know you can get access there and and we're lucky in, in South East Queensland that we've got access to Metricon. I was actually out at, at our new facility today out mm. at Springfield, which is um, just about ready to come online. And the boys will start pre-season there. But we, we were hoping to play some games there as well, which would have been nice in the finals. But not to be, but it will be from uh, season eight onwards.
5: Craig, a momentous year this year with expansion. And it includes where one of your pupils, Lauren Arnell, goes from a player to a coach the first time that's happened in AFLW. Have you... Kept in touch. How, how does the relationship go between AFLW coaches, particularly one when, when one is you know one of your former players there at Brisbane?
0: Yeah, and um, we were absolutely you know stoked that Lauren got that opportunity and 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 doing a great job with a, a young emerging group. Um, and you know we're the first club to have produced a, an ex-player that's gone on to a coach. So yeah. um, hopefully there's many more to come. You know um, Phillips and Randall jump out in, in the Adelaide area. But, um, you know, we've got a few up here as well. Emma Zilke is involved with our academy at the moment. So they're great opportunities for female coaches. We've got um, another two female coaches in the competition as well. Um, so that's that's uh, all heading in a nice direction down the track. But, um, yeah, we keep in contact a little bit. Um, your paths generally don't cross too much as the season goes on because it's, it's all pretty hectic. But, yeah, um, yeah I, watch, I watch Lauren's... Um, teams with great
3: interest. Craig, best of luck uh, tomorrow. Um, season going superbly on top of the ladder. Your percentage is massive. I'm sure we'll see you in the finals later on in the year.
0: Good on you guys. Thanks for your time. Thanks,
3: Craig. Craig Starsevich there, the coach of the AFLW Brisbane line. side, so 259.3% their percentage. Yeah. Oh, they're massive they're, they're bu- Oh, they're building their life. I like that. He says, we just don't work on defensive training. Attack. And That's the old Malcolm team. Blight adage. They How do you win team. games? You kick more goals than the other team. Correct. Whenever they more. score,
5: you score one more.
3: Yeah, you score one more. Let's jump to a break. On the other side, we'll have a quick touch on cricket, Roach, because the Aussies, they've been rolled by England twice in the hey, T20.
5: what about Dave Warner? Yeah, and they're about... Well, is, we'll is talk about that, this... Is that going to work?
3: Let's talk about that quickly on the other side, and then we'll also get the to Toddy Gray for his tips for the greyhound racing, of course. Miles Fitzner, Michelangelo Rucci, the run-home... For Kimbo and the Roots, tomorrow's car in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel All Wheel Drive.
0: A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel All Wheel Drive.
2: You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Well, welcome back.
3: Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. I thought we were playing the cricket highlights. Straight out of the... Go on, Lindsay. <laughs> Miles Spitzner, Michelangelo Rucci with you. The run home thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club colours. Balfour's before the game. Roach, are we going to Toddy Gray or are we going to go to the cricket?
5: Todd, we've got to go quickly to Todd because I'm going to ask him how much longer before we call him Basil Brush to replace him. What are you well, doing to us, Todd? Well, a-
3: hang on, we've got a little stinger for Todd. We've got a little stinger for Todd, don't we? It'll get <laughs>
5: The human dog, the human dog, the human dog, the human dog. dog, dog.
3: Geez, that was worth dog, it. Hello, dog. Toddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was expecting, I was expecting a lot worse, to be
5: fair, after last week's woman. Uh, yeah, um, you deserve worse, Todd. As I say, we were going to get Basil Brush in because you've tipped him so often, but he's not nodding. No, he's having, he's
1: having a week off, old mate Basil, so um, <laughs> I can't tip a dog that's not running, but I, I, I would, I've tipped him enough times. But um, how about last week, boys? Um, I'm <laughs> flabbergasted. Did you hear? It? The winner of the Cup. Um, we, we witnessed history last week, the longest price winner in Adelaide Cup history. Longer, 100. Eastleigh, 100 to 1. Wow.
5: 100 to
1: 1 was bet. Yeah, 100, 100 to 1, you could have, when I was talking to you last week, he was 100 to 1, in one place, but hundred and fifty.
5: Well, thanks for thanks for letting us know that. that yeah, was thanks the tip, Toddy. Yeah, thanks <laughs> oh, no, for the tip, Toddie.
1: Yeah, not in a month of Sundays. Not in a month <laughs> of Sunday, boys. But um, look, it was the Stephen Bradbury of Greyhound Races. Um, but you can't win it. You can't win an LA Cup unless you're in the final. Last week proved that.
5: Correct. Now, hey, what let's are you doing go to this week.
1: Uh, well, hopefully, two lads. I need to bounce back. I'm um, yeah. going for the lucky sevens tonight, lads. I like two from box seven tonight. The best bet, race seven, number seven, fantastic face. Uh, second favorite at the moment at around about the four dollar mark. Um, I reckon this is a terrific price because the favourite in one, I reckon it's going to get snipped early by the um, by the two-dog here. I think the two's an absolute moral to lead and kind of cut down on the favourite. Um, and I think we're every chance to lob second to the two. And if we lob second to the two, oh, I'm just about going to go to the early crow because the two-dog oh, the two dog in the last 100 metres, it, it goes to pieces like a napkin in a blender, boys. If we can't run the two-dog down, if we lob second to it, I'll be very surprised. This so, totally race old, seven, wouldn't... number seven, fantastic fake.
3: I wouldn't be going too well if I got the snip either um, from that other dog. So anyway, we'll go We'll go
1: to race eight, Toddie. What do you like there? Uh, seven again, race eight, number seven, Wardrum Express. I really like this price, but I don't like the draw. Uh, he does want an inside draw here. But my plan, how I see this race panning out is the six dog. I can't see how the six isn't going to lead. And it's a hard fence crasher. I reckon the six virtually just carts him over into the race beautifully. Mm-hmm. Just gives him a perfect little escort to kind of just get to where he wants to be, to the inside. And he is as honest as the day is long. He never knows how to run a bad race, especially over the 600-meter trip, which this is. Um, I think he is an absolute lock to make the podium. Unfortunately, we've only got two dividends here, so... Third place will just about make me pouty if he runs it, but this is a terrific price at 7 or 8 bucks Each way all day for mine, race eight, number seven, War Drum Express, and hopefully the six dogs read the script, and this gives it a beautiful card over.
5: Todd, big event Sunday, the Gawler Gold Cup. Is it too early to ask you for a favourite? Oh, for mine, look, I
1: think, I think the dog, which is going to be the hard dog to beat at all. He I mean, he broke the long-standing track record not long ago. It's Victor Grosso. But, uh, he's got look, he's got the squeeze drawer in the heats, and the LA Cup showed you what can happen when you draw badly in yeah. a big race. Um Look, Box 5 bought the best dog in the in the world undone. Uh, look, he's a Gawler master, and I've got a soft spot for this dog. Victor Grosso to win the Gawler Cup for mine. But, um, yeah, he'd be favourite, if not probably second or third at best.
3: Toddy, always like your tips. Always love it when you come on too, mate. Looking forward to catching up for a
1: beer. <laughs> uh, sounds good to me. Hopefully, hopefully we can bounce back, boys. We need to.
3: Like Toddy Gray there, thanks to. Yeah, no one runs like the dogs in South Australia for expert greyhound racing tips. Follow the dogs' essay on Twitter or greyhound racing essay on the book. Get quickly on the cricket because we've only got now yeah, a minute and a half now. Um, Australia go down twice to England, and this debate keeps popping up about, or um, this issue about Warner being allowed to captain again thoughts, Rich?
5: Which will create a fair bit of debate, more so when you look back at the original findings after Sam gate in South Africa, that was when Dave Warner was pushed out of all leadership roles. It was never say never, and it certainly has applied with Steve Smith. He's been put back into a leadership role, but it seemed that Dave Warner would never, ever be considered. But one of the criteria that Cricket Australia put was that they were going to measure public feeling on this point. Now, does time... End, Heal all wounds. Yeah, or is it that was such a moment in Australian cricket that it can never be forgiven? Well, this is not, this is not where not I've got a problem not, with it, Rooch. Yeah. This is
3: where I've got a problem with it. Is is clearly they know where it was instigated. Yep. They know who started it. Yep. They know whose idea it was. And they know who took the heat and tried to cover it up. Now... Whether they know that or not depends on whether or not he should be allowed to skipper. But if he had anything to do with the concept of it, the thought of it or the idea of it or Bancroft idea of it, never ever, ever again.
5: But then Australian sport's been renowned for if we need to win we'll do whatever it takes. Except mate, if he's
3: skipper it won't make any difference to the no. the quality of the team.
5: She'll be an interesting call by Cricket Australia. Hey, enjoyed filling in again, Rich. See um, you again tomorrow, I think.
3: Oh is it? Oh, he's not well, kid. He is oh, well. not well. All right might see you tomorrow. Cheers. My Friday night's just gone to the proverbial. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks Benny, thanks Lotty. Oh, thanks, thanks to Tim. everyone well, that texted in. <laughs> Good night, on your Bruce. <laughs> Good night.